Welcome to The Tailored Quill. I'm Taylor Wilkins, and I hope you enjoy today's perspective. Hey, everybody. Have any of you ever got seen the check engine light come on in your car, and then you just keep driving your car, hoping and praying that somehow it'll just sort itself out, <laughs> or it'll just turn off at some point, or you just don't, you just purely just don't want to go to the shop. You just don't want to go get it fixed. You have other things to worry about. We live in a busy world. You just don't want to take the time to go get it fixed. That last part is very, very common, and that's I, I can absolutely admit to that. I'm totally guilty of that, where you see the light, and you're like, oh, I just don't even want to stop and get this thing read. Even if there's no real issue, you just don't want to take the time to do it. And so even though, evolutionarily speaking, procrastination oftentimes makes sense because we are routine-based animals. We like to just find the familiar. We like to settle into the comfortable. And we don't want to put more effort in than we think we need to a lot of times. That's why people settle for their lives, settle for their careers, settle for jobs, settle for relationships, because it doesn't require more effort than a certain amount. But in a lot of things in our lives, we end up causing ourselves a lot of pain and or suffering or stress because we don't address the things sooner. We, especially in this culture, we wait until the very last minute or we wait until it's a real problem, like a real threat in some kind of way, a real danger, before we actually do something about it. So with the check engine light, it's like if the car is actually not working <laughs> or if there's true danger of it like shutting down or something bad happening while you're driving, then you'll go get it fixed because that's the threshold, right? That's the threshold. That's like the tolerance threshold for how long you can wait until you fix the car. Another example of this is for the last like three years, I think at this point, I've been dealing with a, a pinched nerve issue in my neck. It's the upper, my upper back, um, like lower neck area of my spine. And I got it looked at because every so often it would just kind of cyclically end up pinching again and just be the most excruciating pain I've ever experienced in my back, in my neck, all across my shoulders. And I went to eventually because, you know, I didn't go see anybody about it for a while. I went and just, I would ice it, I would just take some Advil, I would just let it kind of calm slowly on its own and then get back into exercising and things. But I never, I never went to a doctor for a really long time until it really flared up again. And then I went, and they didn't really find an answer for it. And then I went to a physical therapist, and they didn't really know what to do with it because they didn't exactly know where it was. And... Unfortunately, it just got worse again. It just never got fixed. I, I went to another physical therapist. I found some other stretches I could do that sort of helped. And then it just continued to get really, really bad. And then over the last six months or so, it was really, really bad and flared horribly and to the point where it was the most excruciating. And I was like, you know what? This is the threshold. I've been cyclically going through it. I've been feeling it pretty constantly now for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm constantly ginger about it, like how do I move? 
how do I work out? What am I able to do? I constantly feel like it's about to pinch and pull. And so I hit my threshold. It was debilitating me. It was getting in the way of my daily life. It was getting in the way of my well-being and just my health and my ability to function. So I finally went to a physical therapist or a doctor, got imaging physical therapist, and the physical therapy was amazing and it helped. So I know what to do now. I know what the problem is. I know what exercises and stretches to keep doing. So I finally hit that threshold when I was at the peak of pain and the peak of discomfort constantly. And then I finally went. So that long example is just to show the same thing as I had a check engine light on. And I just waited a super long time to actually go get it checked and then do anything about it, do anything about the problem. And so we all, I've talked about complexity theory in the past where psychologically, when we relate this to our mental health, we all have a threshold of stressors. You know, stressors that pile on top of each other, they become overwhelmed, and we all have this threshold where we hit. And oftentimes that's burnout. So to make it really relatable, our threshold is oftentimes where, like the line where we're burning out. If we don't do anything about it, we are just going to be completely burnt out. We're done. And our life is totally affected. But we all have a different threshold. And we all get to a point, it's kind of a crisis point, it's a point of no return, where you either really need to get it fixed and do some work, or you're going to burn out. You're going to crash and burn. Everything's going to shut down. Think Everything's going to be affected negatively. So firstly, think about it when that's happened with you. Think about times where you've burnt out. I know I've burnt out a, two times throughout my career. I know what it feels like. I've been there. And I now know what my threshold is. But think about it for yourself. In the mental health field and in my career, when I used to work with suicidal teens, they would come into the program where I worked at the crisis point. They had built up a lot of negative experiences, maybe a lot of self-harm, a lot of stressors, a lot of pain, a lot of sadness and depression and chronic stress to the point where they were suicidal, to the point where that was their threshold. And all of a sudden the choices were either go get treatment or try to end my life. And so luckily they would come to treatment but it was always because they hit that threshold and it was finally time to get help. They had tried some other things, things weren't right, maybe the timing wasn't right. More importantly, they might not have been ready to put the work in, but they eventually got to a threshold point where it was a crisis moment and they have to make a choice. <clears throat> I bring all of this up because, you know, not only could I continue just to tell stories especially from the mental health field of people getting to that crisis point before they call a therapist or they call a coach. And by the way, all of my clients, even though most of my clients are very high functioning clients, they still come to me when they hit that threshold because I work with people to get out of overwhelm and either to ameliorate or to prevent burnout. And so people come to me once they've hit that threshold and they feel like they're at a crisis point. And so I bring all of this up because 
particularly after the past couple of years, the majority of people have hit some level of burnout in some way from the pandemic. The pandemic presented so many unexpected stressors that were so unfamiliar as well, such as working from home, working from home with a partner, so being around your partner 24-7, working from home with a child that now needs to be homeschooled or needs to do remote learning or just needs to be entertained all day long. We all built up more and more stressors and more and more overwhelm to a level that we had never experienced before. And so what I want to pin in this that really is important is that we all have different thresholds. All of our stressors stack up and the level at which you hit your crisis is totally different for you than it is for me, than it is for anybody else. We all have totally different thresholds. Now what this means for you and why the reason why this is so important is because when you hit your threshold, just because you hit your threshold of stress sooner than your friends or sooner than your family members, that doesn't mean that you don't need help. Or that doesn't mean that that's the right, that's the wrong time for you to get help. This is critically important because, as I said, Oftentimes we procrastinate just because we don't want to put in the work to fix the thing or work on the problem. But oftentimes also people think that they're alone when they hit that threshold. That's why a lot of people who are suicidal or who successfully commit suicide, actually other people around them don't know that they're at that point until a crisis occurs or until they get help. And so you have to understand that even if you hit your threshold, it's okay to go get help. Even if other people's thresholds around you are not the same. And so you have to own what your threshold is. And I want to put it to you, like the pandemic is actually a perfect petri dish to think and reflect about this. Because I want you to think about what levels of stress you experienced during the pandemic. Was there ever a point that you hit your threshold? Or if you didn't, was there ever a point that one of your friends did or your family members? That's the way that you can compare. That's the way that you can identify, oh, their threshold was like this, mine was different. For instance, I was already working from home when quarantine happened. So quarantine really didn't affect me and my mental state about working from home. I loved it. Believe it or not, I'm an introvert. A lot of you actually do believe that, <laughs> but I'm doing a podcast. So believe it or not, I am an introvert. I'm, that's kind of like my natural state. And so quarantine really wasn't a physical issue for me or an emotional stress at all, just because I enjoyed already being home. However, we moved during the pandemic and we moved to a much larger city during the pandemic and 
moving into a huge city during a global lockdown presents a massive amount of stressors that I was not used to. So I have experienced, so my threshold was just delayed, <laughs> I should say, or my tolerance was much higher for a longer period of time until I experienced new stressors halfway through quarantine. Whereas I know a lot of people, in my, a couple of people in my family included, who had a really hard time with quarantine because they couldn't see their friends. They couldn't go out and socialize. And so their threshold was much, much lower. So think about it for yourself, because the whole point that I want you to take away from this is that we all have to know our thresholds so that we know when to go get help. Like I said, I, I have experienced burnout in my career at two different workplaces, and it was awful, so I'm not happy that it happened twice. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I've really learned my lesson. You know, uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Like, it's like, how did I not learn the first time? So the fact that I now know exactly what my stressors are, my threshold is, what burnout even feels like, now I know when to make a change, as well as what kind of help I need to get or what kind of self-care I need to do when I get there. I want to repeat, though, and, and acknowledge you, acknowledge to you and, and just acknowledge you that it is really hard. When we get to a point of our, we get to the threshold and it's a crisis point, again, it can feel like you are completely alone. It can feel like you're completely alone, like you're the only one experiencing this. And that creates a lot of fear and you don't know what to do. You're just in your pain. But I just want you to know that we all experience our own versions of burnout. We all experience our own versions of crisis and we all have a totally different threshold. So just to know yours can actually give you so much more confidence and can actually empower you, give you a lot more empowerment to seek out the type of help that you need, that's unique to you, when you need it. You see, the kind of psychological and somewhat philosophical reason why this pain threshold makes us want to change finally, or causes some kind of choice to be required, is that the pain makes us, or the stress, or the suffering, whatever you would like to call it, it makes us focus so intensely on ourselves. And even for people who are arrogant and like focusing on themselves as a daily pastime, this can be extremely difficult and, and painful and uncomfortable because the pain is making you hyper-focused. Like if you, if you have a, if you cut yourself somewhere on your body, like if you have a wound or you have a scar or you just did something that you injured yourself, or you broke a, broke a bone, whatever, just something really painful that pain is very distracting. 
you notice it. You're dealing with it all the time. It's like when I pinched my nerve. You're, I, I was so focused on it and it was so exhausting. I couldn't focus on anything else because it was so distracting. And so when you are in emotional pain, it is extraordinarily distracting and it's debilitating. And so you can then, you're just focused so much on yourself that that's when it feels super isolating feels like you can't function beyond the pain, and it feels like you're doing it alone. But the positive is that that sense of isolation and that sense of overly intensified focus on yourself and your physical experience makes us feel trapped. It makes us feel confined. We humans don't like that. We want to feel free. We want to feel like we have control over our lives. We want to have space and freedom. And so this is actually a natural process of getting us to feel trapped so that we are forced to make the choice of either letting the burnout happen or making a change. So if you are somebody who cares about personal growth, or you are someone in real time after the pandemic currently who is dealing with burnout, dealing with overwhelm, and just stressors that you've never experienced before, and you want to feel happier, healthier, more fulfilled, or just lighter, and just calmer and more peaceful, a first step is just to think about what is your threshold. And at that point, once you know the threshold, that's your entry. That's your starting point, and that's where you can really take full control of your growth. You can feel peace just by knowing what your threshold is. Instead of just waiting in the murky stress and overwhelm, feeling trapped and alone and helpless. So, if you identify your threshold, you can take so much more volition and control with a lot more peace and confidence into choosing the next step for your personal growth. It's your threshold, your unique threshold, your unique pain, which means that the unique growth and the unique process or progress is also as just as beautiful and unique as you are. Hey everyone, Taylor here. Thank you so much again for clicking and listening along today. As a reminder, if anything from this episode resonated deeply with you or relates to any stress or pain you might be experiencing, head to my website, the link is in the show notes, and contact me for a free full-length coaching session. 
not only will we gain an enormous amount of clarity on what you're experiencing or what you're hoping to experience, but also will give you a strategy, like a first step, first little step that you can take that's gonna make a huge difference to relieve your stress and your overwhelm and your confusion. So if you're interested in that and what we talked about in these episodes resonates with you, please go ahead and contact me to schedule your free session. In the meantime, take care, be kind to yourself, and I'll talk to you soon.